Welcome to A Bad Bee with ADHD. I'm Finty and this podcast is going to be a place for all things ADHD, the good, the bad, the ugly. Also, I can't always guarantee I'll stay on topic, but that's very on brand for me. If I've learned one thing from having ADHD is that I've never had a unique experience in my life ever. So here we are. I'm just going to put it out there by saying I'm by no means a professional or an expert, just a girl with ADHD speaking from experience, just trying to better understand this neuro spicy brain of mine. So please, please, please seek the help of a professional if you feel like you need it. And with all of that out of the way, I hope you enjoy this episode. Hello. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode. Today's episode is called Main Character Energy. So hear me out. Let me explain. I hear you saying, what the heck does this have to do with ADHD? And I promise it does. Um, But yeah, firstly, I wanted to kind of get into the inspiration for this episode. So shout out to my sister and her boyfriend, because the conversation that we had actually triggered my thought process around this whole episode. But yeah, we basically ended up having a conversation where my sister's boyfriend mentioned that he always says that my sister, who obviously also has ADHD, very much has like main character syndrome. And I was like so baffled by this. And I said to him, like, what do you mean? So then we had this whole conversation around it. And I then also happened to have a conversation very similarly with a very good friend of mine. And basically, I feel like a lot of inspiration for these episodes comes from our conversations that we have in the car on the way back from training. But we basically were talking about how um, how it baffles us that some people don't feel like the main character in their own story and they don't have main character energy. And we were kind of wondering, like, is this a neurodivergent thing? Because we're both neurodivergent. And um, yeah, I was like, maybe it is, maybe it isn't. I don't know. But yeah, I really just wanted to kind of share my experience of having main character energy and the good and the bad that has come with that in my lifetime because I feel like it's not all good things. It's definitely got me in trouble. It's caused conflict for me in friendships, relationships, things over the years. So without further ado, let's just jump on straight into it. So I feel like definitely um, in my life, I've always just very much felt like I was the center of attention, like the main character in my life, um, very much like that person where I loved being the center of attention and hear me out because I know you're not supposed to admit that, but I do feel like I've always very much enjoyed being the one in a kind of group or like a social dynamic where everybody was like listening to you tell a story or make other people laugh and just generally being like that person in the room where everybody is like listening to them and like hearing them say something whatever but I think it definitely comes from a place like we get something out of that and it's not like I like to hear the sound of my own voice because I feel like people probably think that a lot and it's not the case um but yeah, I just feel like I've very much always had main character energy. Like I do feel like when I'm walking around, for example, with my headphones in, running errands down the street, like that high street is my runway and I am strutting down it as if I'm like in a movie. And maybe that's just me, I don't know, but I genuinely feel like that's the way I live my life and nothing can stop me when I'm doing that. So that's kind of like definitely the mentality I'm taking forward in life in general. I want to feel as confident as I feel when I'm strutting down the high street with headphones in and listening to Britney Spears. And that is the only energy I want in my life going forward. But anyway, um, I think coming into this episode, like I was thinking, oh, I wonder why I feel that way. And I kind of thought about it a little bit and I spoke to my sister and I think it's definitely 
because growing up, we've always both watched our dad be like the center of attention, the life of the party. He was always like the one cracking jokes, making people laugh. Um, just this outgoing, massive character. Um, so he very much, I think, started this whole main character energy um, for me. And I guess that's obviously where it's come from. Like we all very much embrace that kind of mindset and like personality type, if you would say that. Um, and obviously we all have ADHD. So I was convinced that there was something in it like that. Um, but yeah, he's always just been very outgoing, very over the top. But um, I definitely feel like it's people like that about him. And obviously, yes, he's very much an acquired taste and not everyone's cup of tea. And I feel like that is kind of very much the epitome of life with ADHD and you are not going to be for everyone and that is fine. But I definitely think I began to notice and was like aware of the fact that it's definitely a lot more socially acceptable when boys and men are like this and their kind of personalities are really over the top. Whereas for girls and women, it kind of feels like um, society's made us feel like, oh, it's not attractive to be loud and boisterous and, you know, don't be too much or don't be over the top. So I know for me, like definitely once I started to show that side of my personality and myself um, when I was kind of like a teenager or like in secondary school, um, at first it was all like fun and you know everyone liked it and then it was suddenly like oh it's not like stop doing that you're being too much it's being annoying you're being weird um and I guess then it made me want to like suppress that side of myself and I feel like learning not to do that is something that has very much come with age and maturity you know I'm 25 now I've lived enough of my life to realize I'm not gonna change the way I am or my personality to fit in to being something that somebody else thinks I'm not too much of or enough of um so yeah that's it's 2023 like we're not doing that anymore um but I do feel like putting yourself in spaces where you're definitely like celebrated and embraced rather than felt like you're tolerated because I feel like obviously it's hard if you're in school and you're kind of made to feel like you are too much but around the right people you will never feel like you're too much um and I feel like there's so many like sounds on TikTok and audios that kind of preach that message and but I feel like it's so true and it's very cliche and it's very cringe I know but once you start to genuinely believe that oh my gosh it changes the game like for me it was the best kind of like shift in my mindset that ever happened and recently I feel like a big thing that's made me kind of believe that a bit more was looking at like certain celebrities and like TV personalities, especially those that are women, because obviously I feel like having that pressure to suppress that side of yourself as being a woman or a girl growing up, it's a lot more. And I always think of people like Olivia Atwood and Maya Jammer, who obviously all openly talked about having ADHD um, and honestly, I feel like they're so popular and liked because of their like really outgoing and out there personalities and just kind of like saying whatever um, and just being unapologetically themselves. I feel like it's so real and authentic. So I think people really like that. But yeah, when I kind of realized, uh, well, you can be a woman and you can be like out there and outgoing and like over the top and too much um, and still be really liked, but liked by the right people. I'd rather be liked by the right people than liked by everyone. 
um, and that's now words to live by. You know, having ADHD, I feel like I always used to say that I was kind of like Marmite, you either love me or you hate me. Um, and I feel like it's very true, but my new phrase is like, I'd rather see myself as like caviar. Not everybody likes caviar. It's a very acquired taste, but that doesn't mean it doesn't lose its value. Like it still knows its worth. It still knows not everyone likes it and it's okay with it. So I feel like we were missing an analogy. I've, it's been a hot second since I've done an analogy in one of these episodes. So it was way overdue, but yeah, let that be your reminder that you are not too much. You are just an acquired taste. The irony in that is that I, well, I've never tried it, but I can imagine I would absolutely despise caviar. Um, the texture just literally freaks me out beyond belief and the fact that it's fish eggs but yeah the irony in that but yeah back on to topic because I feel like I majorly went off on my tangent there um I think the hardest thing that I came to realize was having that like hyper like main character energy all the time is the struggle that comes with it because I feel like people get to know that version of you and to some extent I honestly didn't really realize what was a mask and what was the genuine like hyper side of myself because I think people got so comfortable and like expected me to be like that all the time and that was just not my reality like I would be like that and then I would come home and literally not speak to anyone and just literally be a shell for like a day um so I do feel like for a really long time I wasn't actually sure I kind of had like a crisis and I was like who am I like is that even my personality or was the whole thing masked and I feel like we all go through that like I genuinely didn't know who I was um and I was like have I just been pretending this whole time but I do feel like I can't be like that hyperactive full of energy main character all the time and I do feel like now I'm learning where I'm like my limits are and I do feel like when I'm with people and I'm around people that give me that energy as well I am my most like comfortable being that version of myself but I definitely need a lot of my downtime and I spend a lot of time alone to like regroup where I'm not really that version of myself I feel like I'm learning that that is okay like let's be real the main character in a movie is not in every scene like she can't be in every scene she has to like leave like some of the side characters and the extras going off so that she can kind of like come back and be like yeah I'm back I'm here um and give her like full performance so that's my thought process I feel like this whole episode is just like one big analogy and metaphor for living my life with ADHD but I feel like it's really true like I'm learning that it's okay for me to take the time to not be the main character in every second of the day but then when I am in my main character energy and I am in my main character mode I am like the best version of myself now unfortunately I'm going back to being a negative Nancy here but I've learned that some of the downsides that come with this you could say main character energy this main character syndrome is I guess a lot of us um those with ADHD and autism tend to have the tendency to relate everything back to our own experiences. And this was always something that I really struggled with for a lot of my adult life, um, especially in like adult friendships and relationships because people just can't understand why you're doing it. And even for me, I would get so frustrated at myself being like, why am I relating this back to myself? Like, oh my gosh, am I really like self-centered and self-absorbed that I cannot engage in a conversation without like somebody sharing something really deep and emotional with me and I'm trying to 
make it about myself. Um, and I'll remember like so vividly, probably for the rest of my life, when I had a conversation with somebody when I realized that this was ADHD. Um, and it honestly like shook me to the core. And I was at university in my third year, obviously. So ADHD had been mentioned to me at this point already. Um, and I was sat doing some work with a friend who was on my cheer team at the time. And she also was like, believes she has ADHD. And I think we got talking on the subject of something and she mentioned about the relating things back to yourself and how it's an ADHD thing. And I swear to God, I visibly put my hand over my mouth and was speechless and like my mouth was wide open because I couldn't believe that somebody was telling me that the reason why I'd done something that I'd done for my whole life and I thought was such a bad and kind of like awful thing and I, that I hated about myself and I was like oh my gosh you're telling me there's a reason for that and it's this thing that keeps bringing brought up about me and I'm like oh my gosh that's why it is but I feel like it's probably the thing that rubs neurotypical people up the wrong way more than anything I think I've ever done um and I feel like it's really hard when you yourself are really frustrated the fact you do it um and I feel like in a lot of instances I know that it's now that it's become from a place of empathy and it's trying to make others um like feel like you're listening to them and it's just for neurotypical people that just comes across so badly so I just realized that those interactions are not something I can have with neurotypical people and I just have to try and play the sympathy card and be like I'm really sorry to hear that and that goes down better for them I don't know why I don't understand it um if somebody told me that I would be like is that all you have to say like where's where's the rest of it um so yeah I do think that there's so much to cover on that whole topic and empathy and sympathy. And I know there's things about active empathy um, that I probably will do a whole nother episode because the whole thing is literally mind blowing to me. I feel like this is the thing that my sister's boyfriend meant when he said um, that she had main character syndrome because as far as we know, he's very neurotypical um, and he just couldn't grasp that when, you know, he's sharing an experience with her, she's, relating it back to herself um but I genuinely think that was probably the biggest like relief moment in my life was realizing that that was an ADHD thing because it was just it ate me alive for so many years I was like am I a narcissist <laughs> like what am I doing um just to confirm you are not <laughs> you just have a different type of empathy and the way that you like convey the empathy is very different so that was such a relief for me honestly but I think another thing that really rubs them up the wrong way in terms of like the main character syndrome is talking about like special interests and or like hyperfixation. So I feel like making the conversation about something that you're interested in, I have a tendency of doing a fair bit. Um, and I know that's really common for people with ADHD and autism. I feel like from a neurotypical standpoint, it comes across as like you being really self-centered and having no interest in somebody else's life and just wanting to talk about yourself and what's going on. Um, but that couldn't be further from the truth. I feel like in reality, I know for me, and I, I'm assuming for a lot of other people, it comes from a place of actually this is just the most the thing I'm most comfortable talking about um because it doesn't require me to really think that hard about what I'm saying it's like my comfort blanket um when I'm talking about for example cheer or like a hyperfixation it's 
the thing I know the most about. And obviously I know for a lot of us, our love language includes info dumping. um, And I'm very guilty of this. And I just don't think it comes across very well. But the biggest thing that I learned from being the main character in my own life is that luckily I can actually control those that are featured in my movie and who are the extras. And I guess the beauty of that is always being surrounded by neurodivergent people. And that's just what works for me um, because we all do the same thing. So when I relate something back to myself or I talk about my latest hyperfixation on hair care products for 20 minutes um nobody gets offended because we all do it and we're all the same and they just understand that it comes from a place of empathy and me wanting to share or me wanting to relate um and that's just how my brain works I have no idea why our brains do that if anybody does know if there are any psychologists or people that understand the human brain really well out there please tell me because I would love to know why that is a thing um because I've been doing it my whole life and I don't really know. Okay, so moving on to something a little bit random, but I feel like it's very relevant in terms of main character energy. Now, I feel like this is just this random thought process I had whilst making this episode, so I wanted to share it with you guys. And I feel like what it is, is for me, main characters in TV shows and films, um, so many of them I've noticed obviously possess or like display Um, neurodivergent traits right so so many people I can think of shows that I've loved um, always have um, neurodivergent characters which I love and now obviously watching it back I feel like I always pick them out (laughs) Um, which is so funny but I feel like in a way it's actually because these characters I'm gonna be the one to say it I think they're more interesting they have more interesting things about them they're just their brains are more interesting like uh the only one the main one I can think of is obviously my soft spot for Spencer Reed from Criminal Minds and I say no more there because honestly I just feel like they're such lovable characters and you can't not love them um But I definitely feel like being neurodivergent gives main character energy in that sense because we just have things about us that are more exciting, like our interests, our um, thought processes, like who we are as people, as characters is just more exciting. Maybe it's just me. I just, I really think that neurodivergent people make better TV shows and characters. Um, But yeah, and I know personally all of the characters that I've loved have always been neurodivergent and I feel like I was always more connected to these characters and for obviously all of the years that I was undiagnosed never really understood why um but obviously now it all makes a lot more sense like I was obsessed with Disney's Rapunzel's Tangled for like so many years and she was like my favorite Disney princess and then I saw something recently about somebody saying that it would make sense that she was autistic and I was like oh that makes so much sense I feel like I was so connected and bonded to her and I feel like it's that neurodivergent connection that everyone talks about but I really feel like there's something in it that we make better characters I'm just gonna be the one to say it now may everyone may not agree with me and I feel like it's not every tv show or film but it's a lot of them and I feel like it's becoming more common now especially with shows like The Good Doctor where you're seeing like main characters and they're kind of discussing and focusing it around 
their neurodivergency, which is also really interesting. But yeah, I don't get me wrong. I could be completely barking up the wrong tree with that. But it was just something that came into my mind. And I was like, maybe there is something in it. Maybe there's not. I don't know. But yeah, let me know if anybody else does that, where they start watching TV shows and movies now and you like start picking out the neurodivergent characters because I do it all the time. And it's honestly getting to a point where I can't actually enjoy a show without being like, oh, they probably have ADHD or, oh, I'm noticing some autistic traits. Um, It's honestly become such a habit and I can't help it. But I do feel like it's just where I feel like I've learned so much about ADHD and autism and I'm trying to learn more and more about neurodivergencies because I just find it interesting and hyper focus of the, you know, last six months. It's nearly been (laughs) that long that I've kind of tried to learn and understand all about it. But I do think it just comes naturally when your brain is hardwired to like want to understand these things. And that's me to a T. But yeah, I feel like that's a really fun and like a little bit of a lighthearted way to end the episode i hope you all enjoyed it i've honestly had a lot of fun making this one but if you do actually enjoy these episodes please it would honestly mean the world if you could leave a five star rating on spotify i honestly can't even fathom that people actually listen to these episodes and listen to what i have to say um, and just kind of like listen to me blabbering on about all of the thoughts that come streaming out of my brain like word vomit um into this microphone but yeah I really just want to say thank you for anyone who's still here who's still listening um but yeah I really hope you've enjoyed this episode and there's some exciting things to come so stay tuned and I'll see you all in the next one